Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever you might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner david david he is a leader he just don't want to leave me but how do you lead a woman how do you lead in a relationship like what's the blueprint david you just asked the most important question listen to family therapy on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast So I keep hearing about the Salt Lake City finale, and I have so many thoughts before even watching it. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to tell you what I think after I watch it. But having not watched it, I want to tell you what I think about the whole concept beforehand. Okay, so people like Jennifer Lawrence are saying it was the most riveting television they've ever seen. And you now have people like Julia Roberts on Watch What Happens Live talking about Housewives in general. And the medium and the genre has evolved, devolved, changed. And here's what I really think. So what was explained to me was that this girl seems like a sociopath and that she's the villain. She's happy to play the villain, that she was a show fan, that she had a hate account. People have hate accounts about me. People that I know on The Housewives have had many people who have had hate accounts about them. And what I do know to be true is while you make some friendships, like friendships light, people that you can enjoy, people that I like, like Sonia, who I text occasionally, but not that I see every day, not people that, you know, 
you've been able to sustain as a ride or die. It's next to impossible to sustain a ride or die on the housewives. So I know that Teresa and Melissa weren't BFFs, but like it's really disintegrated their relationship. Look at um, Dina Manzo and her family, disintegrated relationships. Nini's been through so many relationships. It really took a toll on Jill and my relationship, which hadn't been going on that long beforehand. It didn't have the strong foundation that some might have before going in there and still disintegrated. Carol and myself, it goes on and on. Erica and Lisa were locked at the hip best friends. Yes, they're friendly now, but they're not the same level of friendship because the show makes you need these alliances. It just makes the concentration strategic and it's not intentional. It's not on purpose. You're not just saying, oh, sometimes you are, sometimes people are being friends with someone or aligning or having allegiances or alliances because of the show. They know the show's coming back. They've got to have people to cling on to. Everyone's going to hate them. Once everybody hates one person, it's a feeding frenzy. Every scene is about that. You know, what goes up must come down and it's a zero sum game. Someone's always hated or loved. But what I will say is that it is next to impossible to sustain positive relationships, whether romantic, but that's easier than friendships because with romantic, the spouse or the boyfriend is usually not, is not the main character. So they can not film as much and they're not as much on the front lines. So now we realize that a lot of it's not real that a lot of it's manufactured, that people um, go to jail, that people have sort of alter egos, that people have secret lives, infidelity, owe people money, have illegal practices, have different scandals associated with them. So we realize that a lot of this is fraudulent. We realize that people definitely don't have the money they say they do. They may not live in the cities they're pretending to live in. They may not own the houses they're pretending to own in or the cars they're pretending to own. So it's all pretty fraudulent. And it's really for theatrics. No problem. The Hills was similar. So now we're trying to assign real relationships to a show that is based on casted relationships. The relationships and the friendships for the most part and the tight-knit aspect of the group is usually not real. People become friends with the people or spend time with the people or have to go on vacation with the people because they're working with them. They're filming with them. It's no different than you working down the office from Jane that you may have to go to a company retreat with or you may have to see in the break room or you just see at work every day. You're not hanging out with them or doing holidays with them. So now it's this alternate universe where you're friends with people, you're not friends with them, and it's the upside down because you think it's real and it's not. And I've never, ever learned more about people than when we've gotten off the show. That's when I really start to like a lot of the housewives because I'm not on the battlefield with them. I don't have to see them either as sort of a manufactured alliance or an enemy. They're just people that I know socially that I'll see out and I can appreciate for who they are. They don't have to be my everything. They don't have to be my nothing. So now you have a person who was a fan and wanted some level of fame and had hate accounts and wanted on that show so badly. And this person got what they wanted. They don't care about any of these people. And maybe they're more authentic than most because they're walking into this experience saying, I'm coming in, I'm on the battlefield. No one really cares about anybody else in this whole experience. So I'm going to walk in that way. I'm walking in not giving a shit. I'm walking in 
casting myself not as somebody who's going to be beloved, but as the villain. So while everybody's around here pretending everybody's best friends and I've infiltrated this group of really good friends, which is bullshit because all these people are constantly trashing each other and fighting anyway, I'm walking in as a villain. So when I get caught as a villain and I get caught as being someone who hates these people, I'm dispassionate because I never promised any of them anything. None of them are paying my rent. I came in here for fame, for relevance, for reality TV, the bag of bullshit that it is. So this woman, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I understand, she seems like a sociopath because she acted like she was friends with everybody and played this role where she was part of this group when she was really their enemy. I completely understand why this other woman, Heather, would feel completely violated also by production and by the whole entire experience because she feels like she's sleeping with the enemy. She's living in the same house with the enemy. But on reality TV, most people are the enemy. I've seen people that have called up shows where I'm supposed to do a hosting gig for shows, called up shows. These people are supposed to be my friends and called up those shows and said, why Bethany, not me? I'm so much better than her. I've had people call up brands that I'm working with and say, why not me? I've had every single situation where different housewives have trashed me. I've had Andy Cohen trash me to other housewives and other housewives trash me to Andy Cohen. This is what goes on in this environment. So for someone like Jennifer Lawrence to love it as entertainment, that's one thing. But whether it's Jennifer Lawrence, Julia Roberts, or Jane in the cul-de-sac in Ohio, they all need to know that these are actual real human beings on these shows playing a role. It's like, entertain me. You're in front of the king. You're a je They're jesters. Entertain me at any cost. It doesn't matter. You're going to go to jail you're going to be accused of something. Someone's going to rat someone out. Someone's going to have a hate account on someone. Someone's going to say that someone's money isn't real. It's all's fair in love and war in this thing. And so maybe in some cases, now I'm starting to realize that everybody, I guess, does have to realize what they sign up for. I did not know that that's what I was signing up for all those years ago, which is why I left multiple times. So now I'm going to say the public service announcement to anyone signing up for reality TV, you are signing up to possibly go to jail, be called a fraud, be called a cheater, be called a liar, to be tempted to actually be a cheater, to actually be a liar, to want to pretend you have more money than you, than you actually do, to want to rent cars, to keep up with the Joneses, to have to look rich. It doesn't matter if you are rich. It just matters if you look rich. It doesn't matter if you're a good person. It just matters if the audience thinks you're a good person. It doesn't matter if you're a villain as long as you're a good villain that people love to hate. You need to be loved or someone who people love to hate. Don't get stuck in the middle. That's the riptide. That's when you get fired from the show. So if you're trying to be famous and you're going in there and you want to be relevant, whoever that girl is, I think her name is Monica, she accomplished her goal. So I don't know if she's a sociopath. I don't know if she's a genius. It doesn't matter. She walked in. She was a nobody. And now everybody's talking about her and she's a somebody. You go in, you have an affair. You fuck around with somebody that you know. Alas, Vanderpump rules and the show has higher ratings than it ever had. So scandal sells, hate sells, hate accounts sell. And evidently being a villain or being a sociopath also sells. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about business. The production company, Bravo, and that girl, they're all winning. And so are the victims. Heather's winning too.
everybody's winning because none of it's real. None of it ever mattered. And no one should walk into reality television or the housewives for that matter, thinking this is where you're going to forge real, genuine, authentic, meaningful, spiritual, deep relationships that enrich your life. It's a cesspool. It's a garbage dump. Go in there and get dirty and grab everything you can and pay those women anything that they want because they're in the mud pit getting dirty and it might just affect the rest of their lives. Exploitation with compensation. That's what they should get. Okay, I'm a big fan of Cozy Earth. Who doesn't love bed sheets that feel like butter? Oh my God, they're delicious. They make you feel special. They make you feel rich. They make you feel clean. They make you feel refreshed. The sheet sets are to die for. They fit my bed perfectly and they wash like a dream. Travel-friendly and hassle-free, Cozy Earth's bedding comes in adorable totes, making it the perfect companion for your adventures near and far. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use my code Bethany, B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y, at checkout to get 35% off. Whoa! And let them know that I sent you after you check out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous (laughs) of your generation that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, 
We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. So what strikes me about the Salt Lake City Monica character is that within the show, we're seeing these trolls that we see on TikToks. There are hate pages about people. People host live Instagrams and TikTok events where they just trash other people and speculate on their lives, their money, their sex, their relationships, and they thrive on it. And there are a lot of these trolls. This is a very common thing. It's just that she's in plain sight now. Uh, We see it all the time, people thriving. And the funny thing about it is that everyone's acting so surprised because the name of the game on Housewives, the name of the game, the number one name of the game on Housewives is expose everybody's everything. So anybody would have exposed Jen Shaw. This girl is just doing it as a sniper from the side. Everybody exposes everything. It could be something Luann's kids are doing. It could be something Jen Shaw's doing. It could be something that uh, anyone has in their past. Everything has to come to the surface on Housewives. That's what the producers want. That's what Bravo wants. There can be no secrets. Why is it that We have Teresa talking about Melissa's husband, Joe, and speculations about women that he's been with. Why is everybody always digging to look for stuff on Teresa's husband? Like, everybody's acting like this isn't how everybody is. And this is what the name of the game is. This is just a situation where the person didn't probably realize they'd ever get on the show and they had this account doing it. But you can ask anyone. I've seen DMs to and from Jill and Dorinda and everybody from this franchise with people gossiping. That's how people find a lot of their information. People, civilians, text housewives and give them information. And then they bring it into the show. This happens with everyone. This woman just reflects something that is completely rampant and that we've all seen a million times. It's just that now she's a cast member. That's what makes it so different. But I have had so many people from the show, Sonia, Dorinda, all of them, show me and talk to me about messages that fans have sent saying, this is this. This one's doing that. Ramona's doing this. Sonia's doing that. That's not real. This isn't real. That's not a real job. It's not a real product. That business person really wanted to go into business with me. The tipsy girl guy, for example. That guy wanted to go into business with this one and that one and the other one. Everything about the housewives is about information and dirt as currency. This is just the one episode that is highlighting and showcasing it. And the four women standing on the beach 
looking aghast as if this is something so shocking. They're just shocked that the wolf is in sheep's clothing living in their house. But everybody is an iteration of this. The Salahis crashed a party at the White House. That They were grifters. Jen Shah went to jail for fraud. Erica Jane's husband was defrauding people out of their retirement and taking plane crash victims' money. Um, Doreen and PK have been accused of owing people money and things not being what they seem. Kyle's husband accused of infidelity. Like Luann trying to allege that Dennis and I were, were, you know, cheating while he was still married or because I was still legally married. This is the name of this game. So that's why when I see people like Jennifer Lawrence, who I'm a big fan of, glamorizing it or John Hamm or Julia Roberts, they don't realize what this entire cesspool that I was knee deep in the middle of for uh, several years perpetuates. And it was never as bad as it is now. It is another level now. Garcelle, her son, he was he was getting threats online. Wasn't Lisa Rinna accused of being some accounter, of calling some publicist? Wasn't the dog in Lisa Vanderpump? Wasn't there a situation where there was like some other publicist, the source talking about that dog or that situation with that dog gate? It's endless. Was it Jill Zarin's assistant who asked for the funeral to be filmed. This is what this show is about. This is just the single crystallization of this aspect. Every successful member of this franchise is guilty of this crime. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the book Cop Without a Badge on the table to expose Danielle and her past. Engage 19 times, criminal record, blah, blah, blah. Alex McCord, nude pictures. That's what this show is about. And anyone that wants to pretend that this show is about female empowerment, women elevating women, women supporting women, lols, is delusional. It's about the demise of women. It's about the gotcha of women. It's about the trashing of women. It's about the catching other women in mistakes. It's about finding out that someone's not worth the amount that they say they're worth, that they're sleeping with someone who they say they're not sleeping with, that they don't really come from where they come from, that their accent isn't really real. That's what the entire show is about. Accountability to the core, but to a damaging effect. People have gone to jail. Multiple people have gone to jail. How many mugshots? Like, that's what the show is about. So any person celebrating the show is celebrating that. I walked out twice. Someone's got an addiction issue. Someone's overconsuming. What's happening? Is it being handled? No, it's being exposed. Is it under the guise of being for their best interest? Baby. Is it truthfully just gotcha? They say that they're recovering and we know that they're drinking. Bring it to the table. When Jill Zarin and I came back after a summer hiatus, the first thing she said to me is, you didn't call Bobby when he had cancer. It didn't matter if that was entirely true. The first thing I said to Carol when I came back was that Adam wanted to be paid for a relief trip. The point of the matter is the rules of engagement on the housewives are dig up every piece of dirt that you can, put it in the middle because it takes the energy, emphasis, and focus off of you and puts it on someone else. What 
kind of worse example can we set for our daughters than that? Do another rant once I watch. I don't think it will be all that different. Watch what happens. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I finished the Salt Lake City finale, and it's a very interesting dynamic because the one girl, Monica, is the gossip girl, and it sounds like her account is definitely comprised of information from a lot of different people. That's what happens in this Bravo sphere. It's constant exchanging and lots of DMs from civilians, from people in the Bravo crossover sphere. And that's what basically happens. And that's why things like BravoCon really concentrate all of that because BravoCon is like a massive Bravo trip. Like if the Real Housewives of New York go to Mexico, BravoCon is bringing all of the different shows into one place. So it's that in greater scale. And that's where all kinds of information is shared. And everything does come to light. And this girl walked in as one of these troll blogger people that takes other people down. She's just a a hall of fame version of what all housewives do, which is constantly dig up and expose information about each other. This woman just did it in a very stealth and sleuth-like manner where she was the self-elected villain who was going to accumulate all of this gossip about a bunch of different people. And it did sound like it did start with Jen Shaw. And she said the rest were collateral damage because people just talk about everyone. That's just what this is about. And the name of the game is exposure. And all of the girls, I actually think the girls seem, I don't know this show that well, but I've met Lisa and they all seem like, fairly nice people overall. It's just the nature of this beast that it's kill or be killed. And they weren't very articulate in just screaming at each other and you're a piece of shit and you're a piece of shit. And it did sound like there's a lot more under the surface. And while yes, it's villainous and heinous and, and, you know, a very explosive finale, none of it's really surprising because it's just a crystallization, a condensation, and an ultimate reflection of what this entire atmosphere is about. And there are no secrets. And anybody who decides to do this show needs to just know that because they're all just playing the game well, which is why they're now going to have a reunion about this. And I don't even know that the girl will be asked to leave the show Uh or they'll have something of her next year. Probably a lot of people won't film with her. It's shocking, but it's not ultimately, it's shocking. It was like shock value, but it's not ultimately surprising because it's just a more, I keep saying, concentrated version of what's going on everywhere in this space. Is it disgusting? Yes. Do any of these women need to adore this? No. Do they choose to endure this? Yes. Are they being paid to endure this? Yes. Is any of it real? No. Because you're going on TV and you're doing press about this. You're perpetuating this. You're being paid 
to dig up all of everybody and yourselves dirty laundry. Jennifer Lawrence and Julia Roberts get to play other characters. They don't have to be on screen playing themselves in the name of the game called Gotcha and trash somebody else so you're not getting trashed in that moment. It's just all strategy. It's just all Hunger Games and Game of Thrones. And when we first started out years ago, it wasn't like that because it wasn't just, there wasn't decades and hundreds of women's worth of cattiness and competitiveness and jealousy and bringing the worst out in women. It just wasn't like that. It was a fresh blank slate. And then add social media, add fake Instagram, TikTok accounts, add trolls, add cyberbullying, add all of it. People are miserable. And people viewing this, it makes them feel better. It's just gossip that's not on them. It's the same thing in a macro scale. Like the people viewing at home, it's like, thank God, they just don't have to talk about what's going on in their own lives or their infidelity or their miscarriage or their financial issues because they get to talk about the people on the screen. So they don't have to be the one in their own cul-de-sac being talked about. This is just a gigantic public cul-de-sac where you just want the bag of shit to be on anybody but yourself. And this one girl was holding many people's bags of shit. She's got the bag, you know, it's basically, let's take it all of the bag of shit. But that's what the whole entire thing has been for years, whether it's Teresa's tax evasion, Jen Shaw being a criminal, uh, Luann going to rehab, getting arrested. That's what the show's about. Don't be so surprised. Just think about it. I'm not defending a sociopath or a troll or a person who runs hate accounts. That's an animal in and of itself. I'm just saying that every woman who is so aghast at this compilation of information all does the same thing, just not in one concentrated format. It's just that this is a switchboard for all of this gossip about this one group. This hate account is just a formalized accumulation of hateful gossip, which is what the housewives is all about all day, air day, with every woman doing it to each other in the name of ratings and money. Successful accounts like Dumois are basically a combination of sources that provide vetted information about different people in the media, reality television, celebrities, etc. And then that information is combined and then disseminated to the public. And that's a real credible site that has a podcast and they're giving the tea. They're basically spilling the tea that they've collected from mostly reliable and credible sources with some exception. So the fact that an entire cast and society would be aghast at this. People are just aghast at the fact that this girl got away with it. But what she got away with was doing a combination and a culmination of the same thing every other person in this entire medium and genre does. Was it any different than when everybody had to dig to the bottom of the barrel and get all the meat off the bone as to what Kathy Hilton did or did not say to Lisa Rinna? 
in that van in Aspen or what happens on the Real Housewives of Orange County when the cameras go down after dark and the girls are using their personal phones to film everything that happened because it all has to be spilled out onto the table. Nobody's safe. Nobody's secrets are safe. So this was just somebody that orchestrated and organized it and pulled one over on anyone else. And I'm not saying any of it's right because it's all disgusting and I was part of it, but I'm saying no one should be shocked and aghast and that this girl should not be excommunicated from this church any more than anyone else. That would just be bullshit. Let's not forget. This is the name of this game. Please do not act surprised. Please do not act surprised. But also, people who are for female empowerment and women supporting other women shouldn't pretend that this genre and this vehicle does that because this is part and parcel for what this entire medium does. No surprises there. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.